Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 227 for Patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is all about Heroes of the Storm in 30 minutes or less. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And this is Root, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here in episode number 227 of HearthCast, learn how to use the remote auction house to get your new mail icon back in game. Lawsuit surface for in-app purchases, and don't forget to hang out after the episode for another installment of Aspect of the Daddy. I love that show. You learn all kinds of stuff. Like, I wish, because as a parent now of a 15-year-old and a 14-year-old, uh-huh. the stuff like now, I wish they had back then. Oh, stuff you wish you'd have known. No, not that I'd known, but like the technology that he oh, covers. gotcha. You know, and having Caleb do all that stuff, it's like, man, I had to get my kids, like, send them outside and play and stuff. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Technology is cool, though. So, I mean, these days, all you see is kids with iPads and stuff running around. It's awesome. So, hey, Freck. Hey, Root. How has your week in the world of Warcraft been? Oh, it's been awesome. Has it? It has. Um, My guild was nice enough to pull me into a normal garage kill. That's a nice guild. So you killed Gary? I did. That's the thing to say these days. Gary. Gary. Uh-huh. Gary. Yep. The mount looks super nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Can you describe it besides super no. nice? Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> it's a wolf. Okay, it's that's fancy. That's good. Got things on it. Got things on it. Yes. Fancy wolf with things on it. So we had talked last week about trying to get this frenzy heart item. Right. Right. That comes from the disgusting jar. It it has the chance to turn into an item that turns you into a wolvar. So I got sidetracked on the process of doing this. Okay. Because I was looking using Alcoholic to look at all my reputation and all my characters. I realized I have not gotten exalted with oracles on a single tune. I'd only gotten too revered and stopped because it was obnoxious. And there's no you know, no point to go on. There wasn't, except for the achievement. Because there is an achievement for getting exalted with oracles. There is also an achievement for getting exalted with both. Mm, okay, right? yeah, it makes sense. So I decided to get exalted with the oracles before switching. So I did that, um, and I was playing in a level 90 character, so it was, it was pretty painless. The switching over part threw me for a loop. At first, you know, you have to go into a cave and there's a guy that you fight and he's got two prisoners chained up. He's got an Oracle guy and a frenzy heart guy. And there's basically a point at the fight where you have to pick sides and you pick sides by killing the opposite one. Right. Right. So we had talked about that. Uh, well, first, you know, when I went ahead and it said this quest that it's called a hero's burden, it's given from Jalut. And I can find him. And then I was like, oh, well, he's summoned by this stress ball or one of the items that you give you because he you take him around the area and you dig up the crystals oh yeah yeah i remember that so i summoned him he didn't give me a quest jerk no so then i went to the cave and found the cave found the guy and i see the oracle there with the quest i picked it up and it completed it i didn't really read it i just kind of like you know hit like oh pick up complete and then i'm like okay that's fine and i thought that was the quest that I had picked up to, you know, change of factions. So then I went about trying to kill the the big dude without killing him too quickly so I didn't have a chance to pick sides. Because that's an issue at 90. Yes. You had to take off all your weapons, all all my clothes. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. I, I had to sit there and, like, punch him. Oh. I punched him. I just take, like, my, single, like my weakest dot and just let it take its course. Well, I was playing a rogue, oh, so my gear has yeah. to do with the agility, and it's just, sure. I tried just taking the daggers off, and it was still too much. I had to, like, sit there, you know, strip down, punching the guy, right? So then he gets to the point where he wants me to pick a guy, and I, I picked it, fought him, and n- nothing else happened. The fight nothing? ended, nothing what? else happened. Whoa. 
So I was like, wait a minute. So I went back in my, my chat log and I looked up the quest that I had accepted and completed. And apparently that was the quest that shows up after you kill him. Like somebody else had come along. But how would you be eligible for that quest? I don't know. That's what I didn't understand. Maybe at one point in time you killed him and never took that quest. Possibly. Like maybe like, oh wait, I don't know if I'm done with my getting my achievement or my, my reputation points yet. I'm not going to do this. And maybe you went yeah. back. I don't, I don't know what happened. Because you can't be eligible for somebody else's quest. No, but it's some, it was something weird. Yeah, it's something the way how the quest is generated. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then I was like, well, now all well, I can do is just log out and come back wait tomorrow. another 24 hours. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting. Yeah. It's kind of obnoxious. But I did uh, finally pick it up and switched over to the Frenzy Heart. And again, I'm trying to multitask. There's a particular achievement that you get for doing all eight dailies. Yeah, I got that one. Oh, you got it? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so I picked up this quest that you have to go to where the goblins are over in Chalosar Basin. You have to kill them, pick up this explosive device, and then you go to the shelf and you kill this um, storm go- golem. Like yeah, yeah. And then you use the explosive device on its head and bring yes, the head back. Correct. I killed. Over a hundred mobs. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, I don't know what's up with that. And I started, it was about after about like, you know, 10, I'm like, well, this is taking a while. And then, you know, I kept going. I was like, this is taking a really long time. I tried logging out and logging back in. I tried abandoning the quest and picking it up again. You know, nothing happened. So I kept it. The next day, I didn't want to abandon it because when I had looked on Wowhead to see if, is this bugged? I knew it wasn't in a raid. And no one else on there had complained about having a super low drop rate. But people had complained about the quest not showing up at all because there's other people who wanted this achievement you know, to do all eight quests in the frenzy heart and they weren't getting this quest that I was on. So mm. I refused to abandon it. Uh, I, I'm going to try another couple of days and then I'll have to put in a ticket just so I can get that done. The only other thing I've been working on was uh, my warlock. My gnome warlock got her to 85. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Thanks. So now I have to start saving up my cloth tokens in the timeless aisle, send them to her. Because the mage is pretty much geared out. She doesn't can't use any of those anymore. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. So, but that'll be helpful for Fresh 90. And then in Hearthstone, I got a seven-win arena run. Woohoo! Now, my previous record had been six. And that was because I played a hundred deck and they gave me two legendaries. Whoa. Yeah. Good job. And so this one, it was definitely no legendaries in the deck. It was, I thought it was kind of average-ish. And I got seven wins. I was really happy with that. And when you get up that high, the thing is, like, you start, like, making a lot of money off arena runs. Oh, really? Yes. Because your prize depends on how many games that you win before you hit three losses. Sure. So if you get two, at least, you break even. But I think for seven, the the award was a pack and then 180 gold. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's substantial. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I never really uh, thought of the correlation of getting a pack versus buying a pack. So actually getting paid by the game to play arenas. That's kind yeah. Of interesting take on that. It's a risk because I've got, gotten a runs where I've gotten a pack and let's say 20 gold. So basically I paid 150 gold for a pack and 20 gold. So in that case I lost money. Yeah. Yeah. But in an average, if you practice and you... uh take the time to actually construct your deck well and you don't just you know, randomly push buttons, um, It you can profit from it. And of course, I'm super excited about the expansion coming out Tuesday. Next to Ramos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So excited. And adventure mode. Yes, adventure mode. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah. They'll do a great job telling those stories. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So how about you? How's your week been? Been pretty good. Um, I've gone through, I think now, two of the uh, disgusting jars and not gotten uh, whatever you're supposed to get from it that oh, we're trying okay. to get. Uh, you know, I forget what I got last time. So you just having to go back there every three days? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know what's going to happen? The same thing that happened with the uh, the egg. You'll get it on the first or second try, <laughs> and then it'll be two years for me until I get it. Well, you stopped trying the oracles. No, I never did. You never stopped? No, it was two years. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, two years of, of broken egg yolks. Wait. Maybe one year. But now you can't but, do it anymore because you switched it. Or is oh, that well, I've already character? got it. I got them out. Oh, you got them out, right. Yeah, I got but them it out, but it was like years. two years oh. of me going back <laughs> and getting egg yolks uh, okay. every Tuesday. 
Yeah. That's like my thing. Every Tuesday, show Lazar Basin. Well, three days, you can do it more than once a week. Maybe I was doing it twice a week. It's been okay. such a long time. Okay. I've tried to block that out of my mind. But it's Sorry, a, yeah. sorry. I mean, to the point where I, I still, when I get, because I'll take like the flight point from Dalaran in there. Uh-huh. And I still go to the wrong spot. <laughs> I still go to the Oracle's <laughs> like, no, no, it's over here. Go Frenzy Heart yeah, Place. Yeah. So we'll see. I have one waiting for me uh, when I get after after the show. When I get home, there's one uh, waiting for me to open to see if I have uh, whatever it is I'm supposed to be getting. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, you know what? I got ninja pulled into a garage kill. Ooh. So I'm super excited about it. because ninja pulled like you thought you were... No, as in, um, just, you know, hey, Root, hey, what's going on? Boom, here's the invite to the group. Oh, gotcha. And you go, oh, yeah. okay. And you accept the invite, and then they, here's a summons to it, and you go, okay. And then, oh, oh, it's uh, it's Garage. We're, we're going to kill Garage. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like, hey, do you have time or anything? It wasn't like any kind of question. <laughs> it was, hey, Root, hey, boom, here's the invite. Oh, all right. You know, that's even one of the, the beginner's tips when you launch the game. Yeah. You should talk to people before inviting exactly. them. Exactly. And I'm like I'm like, Well, okay, <laughs> I, I guess ha- hey is sufficient. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess so. And I even told the person, I'm like, I guess we're killing garage sure, I'll kill garage. That's uh-huh. fine. Uh not like I had anything else planned to do tonight. That's fine. And so we go, of course we we wipe. We're like, Okay, we need to do this a little better. We we identified what we need to do and we killed garage. Ooh. And I'm like, yeah, Freckleface is going to be so stoked. I've got to get, but there's, there's no achievement. Oh, there's no ahead of the curve. Oh. And I'm like, well, maybe that's over with now. Hmm. Where, where's my mount? There's no mount. Mount. And so I'm like, are we supposed to get a like an achievement or a mount or something for this killing garage? And they're like, well, yeah, normal or above. And I'm like, what are we doing? Well, this is flex mode, root. <laughs> oh, well. Bloody da! <laughs> it was just. I'm sorry. I'm like, why? We, why we got ten people in flex? We're practicing. Okay, well that makes sense. Let me know next time. <laughs> uh, did you get to roll for the heirloom weapon at least? I didn't see heirloom weapon drop. Well, it didn't drop, but you had, but you had a chance for it to there's drop. There's a roll, yeah. Yeah, there's, I'm just saying, it's I, not like there's no benefit to doing flex. I got a token piece, but it did it. What it gave me, I my I have Warforged for that. So gotcha. But the account bound heirloom item had a chance to drop from flex, so All at right, least you well, had a chance for that. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'll say that. Okay. I'll give you that. But right. when you're expecting to be in normal mode and you're ex- <laughs> and you get excited because you're just killing them and you're thinking you think you're you get them out, yeah, yeah, you think you get all this stuff, you're like, yes, and then it's not there. Yeah, um, disappoint. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> it's kind of kind of kind of bad. Sorry. Now I feel bad. I'm sorry you do, but you know what? I'll make it all better for you because I have a pop quiz for you right now. Um. Okay, I don't think it's going to make it better. If a tank decides to do a speed run on a heroic dungeon, should they make sure everyone in the party can handle a speed run, yes or no? It depends. It can they, wait, no. I, yeah, yes or no? <laughs> yes. Yes, they should make sure everybody in the group can handle such I was gonna, speed run. I was going to caveat unless they can heal themselves. What is your caviar? Unless they can heal themselves. Okay. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. So, all right. Right now, we got we got the like extra valor stuff going on. You got the gaze. You got the valor. All this other kind of stuff yeah, going on, right? The creepy gaze. Right. Creepy gaze. Guys always watching. Kind of creeps you out. It's up a little icon in the corner. It's like, right, dude, quit right, staring at me. Right. So, I don't know if you're trying to do the, uh, the 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 valor get valor to get valor cap to get your upgrades. What I don't know what you're doing in there, but I'm trying to get my valor cap every week, which I can do in a day now. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you get in with a speed run with the tank. Who's going on these heroic dungeons? And so you can get like 40 valor per run. These guys are just trucking through it, right? If you're doing that, you should really make sure, in my opinion, that everybody else can handle a speed run. Especially when you kind of maybe need everybody in there. Because Uh like, if you get someone who doesn't exactly know what's going on and... Uh, when you go into the Shao, that temple, now Zhao, Shao, Hao Nao, Brown mm-hmm. Cow Temple. Yep. Right. Exactly. So the end of it, you're Nailed fighting. It. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> In the end of it, you're fighting that one guy at the end, the boss. <laughs> and you know, when you get like the hatred on you, you got to kneel down and do the prayer and all that, right? Well, yeah, just trust me on it. Okay. <laughs> 
the problem is when you're getting towards that boss or these spheres on the ground, they have these, 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 they're purple spheres and they have this like area around right. them that you can't right. touch or else you will activate said mob. Right. That's why you always go like around. Right, right, right. You, you take the long route around mm-hmm. so you don't, you know, you try to jump over the bridge, everything else. Well, we're doing that. We're going through and this one guy finally catches up to us and pulls all those people. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, my friend. Yeah, exactly. And we're and I'm like, we're fighting the boss, and this guy's showing up, <laughs> and then he dies. Right as soon as the boss is dead, instance is over. The ads these that he got are still coming up. Everybody else is just leaving. This guy's dead. Everybody else is like gone. Thanks to the group. I'm like, the, the dude is dead. Well, he shouldn't have brought all those ads. <laughs> that kind of have a point. But you shouldn't have left him in the back. You know, I don't know. I, you know. Is it me? Uh, well, okay. Last week, when you talked about uh, etiquette, wasn't one of your points is like if you don't know what's going on to communicate that? Yes. So it was this issue of this person like not knowing what's going on, like not knowing they weren't supposed to step on the spears. I think so. They didn't say that though. No, they didn't. All right. Well, in yeah. that in that light, it's on him. Okay. But what I'm saying is, have the common courtesy. To res the guy at the end, maybe take the time to explain to him that hey, next time you're in here, don't run through a little purple haze thing. Yeah, I didn't stick around. <laughs> I'm not fighting all those guys. <laughs> I'm out of here. I did throw a fit in a throwing a thunderella far one time when a yeah, I, I died in one of the maybe it was Horridon fights. And like just everybody ran off. Not not a single. Oh yeah, they don't like, stay. They don't stay for that. They don't. And that's your job. They don't. No. Me. No, you stood in the sand. You died. No, it wasn't even my fault. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, no. It was the hunter's fault. Just nobody. Well, I was a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so it was your fault. Well, it's, no, not no, like any, it's not like anyone said, like, well, I'm not going to res you because blah, blah, blah. They Every, don't. Everyone just, like, ran off. They don't in They were they just leave. focused on their own thing. Yes. It wasn't even the end of the, end of the dungeon, though. That's what I'm no, saying. No, but it's because they that room going. is so big. They, they the, the door opens. They gotta go. They didn't get time. Uh, I know. I, I don't know. I've been there. I told the guy. Somebody should have raised me. That's all I'm saying. I'm like GL buddy, and I left. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. So, but I do feel a little bad for the guy. Well, you know, next time he knows, don't run too maybe. Stuff, or... I didn't tell him that. I was like GL buddy. You're part of the problem. No. What about mass res? You don't have that? I do have that. Everybody has that. So why didn't you res him? Because there were ads that he brought in that were coming to me. I didn't want to deal with all them ads. Everybody so you left the left. group in combat? Yeah, everybody else did. <laughs> if they're leaving, I'm leaving. Okay. Peace out. Okay. Go. <laughs> you don't sound very valiant in this story. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, that if they had waited for him uh-huh. and not engaged the boss until everybody was there, That's that true. that would not have happened. That's all I'm saying. That's true, but I kind of think uh-huh. we're past the point of like waiting on people. On a speed run... I think you are. And Even that, in general, and, like right now where everyone's overgeared for the content, you just got to I don't think this guy was up. overgeared. I think he was newbie. Not that guy, but in, no. in, in general, general, as a yeah. group of players, we're overgeared for the content. Like I've, I've seen that happen in LFR too. Like, guys, wait for me. No? <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> now, I will say this. I did enjoy several other like uh, progressive speed runs where we did like three or four dungeons. And th- those are really fun. Because you really just you walking into a room, you pulling the whole room, yeah. You're just killing everything. It's Nobody cares powerful. about, yeah. No one cares about TPS charge. Everyone, no one cares about gear. No one cares about drops. You're just running and stuff pops up on your screen. You like need, need or, or greed, greed, greed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then you're gone. Oh. So, I did uh, do a ICC twenty five, I think, Tmog run with a guy. Okay. It was just, he posted it in general, and I was like, yeah, well, I'll go. Yeah. That was fun. Was it? Yeah. yeah, except he uh, the Lich King glitched at the end, uh. and um, we all died, died, uh-huh. so we all had to release, release. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then when we got back to the, the platform with the Lich King, he was he had like one tick of health left or something, and he just like picked up on the RP where he left off. Oh, okay, that's good to know. So it was really weird. Yeah. And, and we're like, huh. We were thinking we had to fight him again, which wouldn't be a big deal, but we didn't. It was just right there. It's kind of cool. Hey, you know what? The summer fire sale has ended. I've sold everything I wanted to sell. Pull in over 6K. Awesome. What you going to uh, do with it? I'm uh, reinvesting it. Oh. Yeah. In Dude. the stock market. Okay. <laughs> 
So. <laughs> the whole point was to like, empty your bags? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now I'm just flipping stuff. I'm using it to oh. buy stuff from the auction house to flip. Oh, okay. So that's. What if he gets stuck with stuff? Then your yeah. bag is be full. Yeah, well, it happens. Okay. In fact, uh, my stuff got full on some other little, you know, like especially when I was doing that run with ICC, my bags really got full because yeah. people were just passing on stuff. And I'm like, I'll, I'll sell that for 10 gold. Right. So, but that's it. That's been my week in WoW this week. All about Heroes of the Storm in 30 minutes or less. Heroes of the Storm, or HOTS, as the Trinity people call it, it's Blizzard's answer to Dota and the League of Legends. But what is it really? Should we play? Should we avoid it? We're going to sit down with fellow HOTS beta testers and really get to know all about HOTS in 30 minutes or less. So this week we have Dead Guy with us today. Yo! And we have a special guest in addition to Dead Guy. We have Gally. What's going on, Gally? What's up, guys? How you doing? Awesome. So you guys have been uh, pretty active playing in the uh, Alpha and the Heroes of the Storm, right? Pretty good, I would say, yeah. Yeah, somewhat, yeah. Enjoying it at least? Yeah, oh yeah. It's I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun to play. Simple, but fun. In a nutshell, how would you describe Heroes of the Storm to somebody who has never played it before? As someone who's not big into the MOBA scene, it's a MOBA, which means multiplayer, online battle arena. First came out with Dota in a Warcraft 3 mod. What it is, is it pits equal teams against each other of players who only control one character, an avatar. And they have generally a few abilities. It's usually around 3 to 5. And the goal is to get into the enemy base and win, either by capturing an objective or destroying the enemy base. One of the key precepts of it is that there is lots of minions, both allied and enemy, that act as cannon fodder for you and for the enemy team. And it's just another one of those kind of games. Uh, What makes it different is, A, it uses all Blizzard characters. And uh, one thing that I really like that's different is that it introduces a very in-depth talent system where you choose your talents in-game as you level up to reflect your needs for that particular battle. Okay, now what is the price structure? Is it is it a subscription like WoW is? Or is it free to play with some premium items like Hearthstone? It's not a pay to win. A really good way to describe it is pay to convenience. You can choose to buy these champions, or heroes as they're called. You buy these heroes and you don't have to wait for them to come up on the free to play week where they normally come up. You can just at any point choose, hey, I will play this character now. It's free to play at any time for me. Um, Like I said, you can use an in-game currency you want to buy with it. Or you could use real-life money to buy with it. You are not required to spend money to play any champion. It's just in order to access these champions, it is maybe easier to actually spend real-life money to do so. It's definitely also faster. There's also one thing you can only, so far, get with real-life money. For the heroes, you can buy custom skins, which do not serve any gameplay element. It's most closely analogous to buying the helms in World of Warcraft, the three helms that they offer with real life money where they're not obtainable in game they're purely cosmetic and do not actually affect gameplay whatsoever but have unique skins that are that actually stand out in other words it's really pretty i get to show other people i'm really pretty thus far that's the only ways that those are the only ways you could spend real life money in the game and the actual game itself is free to play and free to download all right sounds good now is there any barrier to entry for somebody who has never played a similar type game It does have a nice intro like Hearthstone, but uh, if you're not used to click to move, which WoW is not baseline, like if you're coming from WoW, this game is only click to move. You cannot move with the keyboard. Um, Also, there's the idea of there's a lot less abilities, which some people might not be used to, but that actually makes it easier for brand new players to join, I would say. Honestly, it's the click to move and how to move the camera, because that's a little bit different from a lot of other games. Another thing that this kind of over wow for example like if you're used to arenas you're used to going up against other people and how quickly they can take you out what they can do to take you out kind of things like that if you're used to that however when you get to heroes of the storm if you're brand new to it you don't know what the other guy could do to you you don't know how fast he can take you down also since there's not exactly definitive classes which everybody can be somebody chooses a champion only they can only do that for the match and also uh certain roles of 
heroes and stuff like that, they are stronger at actually going like one to one combat or two v two combat. They're actually stronger at that than let's say like any wow combination could be. Okay, well, other than the click to move and getting past you know some of the learning curve, how does the play style different? from WoW as far as how much of your attention it requires, things like that? Uh, There's a lot less of have to react right this freaking instant, even at the very high level. There is that. That does exist in Heroes of the Storm. But it's not like WoW where you get down to Twitch gameplay where you have to react absolutely instantly. Main reason is that all the abilities in Heroes of the Storm have a much longer cooldown. There is almost no character has a global cooldown. They all have separate cooldowns for all their abilities, and they're all like, you know, three seconds at least. So uh, you have less abilities to keep track of and have, be ready to be used on an instant notice. So it's actually a little bit slower, which I like. Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't like Arena in WoW is it's too fast with too many abilities to keep track of. That's just personal taste. I am fairly similar in that regards. Like, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Arena and WoW either because there's always too many abilities that you can use. Like, oh, if I'd used this ability, I could have won. Where, when you have like a list of like ten abilities, whereas in Heroes of the Storm, you have a list of five, and it you can easily tell. Look at your bar. If are all my abilities on cooldown? Oh, they're all on cooldown. Well, there's nothing else I could have done at that exact moment. So in that regards, it's easier. Okay, I gotcha. So I don't know how much Hearthstone you guys play, but I know with that game, it is relying on the lore to bring some of the the heroes of the war, of the World of Warcraft universe and turn their personality and their abilities into card moves. How well do you think Heroes of the Storm kind of integrates with the World of Warcraft universe and reflects the different characters' personalities? The individual characters or heroes, rather, that you can play as are very well done in that their abilities reflect what they are in their in-game universe. Uh, like uh, Illidan, when you play as Illidan, and this is pre-demon form Illidan, uh, he's very much about moving fast and using his warglaives to slice people up in uh, teeny tiny pieces. Uh, so in that way, it reflects the characters very well, but absolutely nothing else about the game has necessarily anything to do with WoW. The arena, the objectives in the arena, they don't reflect WoW at all because it's ostensibly not supposed to be a WoW game. It's supposed to be a Blizzard meta game that features a bunch of WoW characters that are thrown together for fun, and it explicitly goes in the opening tutorial says something to the effect of, why are all these characters together fighting against each other from completely different universes? Don't think about it. It's not worth your time. It is basically a fan fiction written by somebody actually at Blizzard and decided to go to town with what he thinks should happen. Oh, that's an interesting way to describe it. Who are you guys' favorite hero to play? I like Uther, the Lightbringer. He's a support class. In other words, his goal is not to like necessarily kill other players. Like He's not the one doing crazy damage to other people. He's helping you kill them. In other words, he's got stuns. He's got heals. He has abilities he can cast on you that make you immune. He's also tanky, which means he can take a lot of damage before he goes down. And... Tanky champions are a lot of... I, I play a lot of another MOBA, League of Legends. I actually do like the playstyle of a tanky champion who can take a lot of damage before he dies. But still, you have to deal with him because he gets in the way and he can like lock down your high-damaging enemies and he just clears a path for people, for his own people to kill your people kind of thing. I haven't got a firm favorite yet. The initial one that I locked onto was Zeratul from the StarCraft universe. Uh, what he is is a Dark Templar. Uh, if you've never played StarCraft, all you need to know is he's an alien that uses psionic powers, so he's, he's psychic. Uh, and he uses a psychic bladed weapon, and one of his special things is that he is permanently cloaked. He's permanently invisible. So, uh, unless he's actively hurting someone or actively being hurt. So I really enjoyed being able to sneak all over the map and nobody knows where I was, and then to sneak attack people. I very much enjoyed that. So if you were to log in and do a match and you were by yourself, you were going to pug it. What's the social interaction like? Is it kind of like being in, you know, battleground type situation or is it different? Definitely in WoW and League of Legends, both of them kind of share this characteristic. You can get some serious jerks. You can get some serious people who have chips on their shoulder about basically the entire world. They do not know how to be nice, so their default response is to treat you like total uh, crap. So 
in like in League of Legends, for example, it, people are anonymous. You don't necessarily have to see this person ever again if you play with them or against them or whatever. So they they default to being rude. In WoW, something similar happens, like in looking for raid diffi- uh, difficulty raids, and even a little bit in battlegrounds. Battlegrounds are pretty similar too. But in Heroes of the Storm, I mean, you'll still get people like that. But I don't know if it's just because they don't have as many people yet, or is it just because everybody is learning something, so nobody's exactly a pro yet. I mean, it's still in beta or alpha, actually. But uh, so yeah, I I'm not really seeing a bunch of jerks in this, and it's actually a nice change of pace. I can join up a game without having to worry about somebody call me a. Uh, unskilled player who doesn't know how to stare at wall to watch it dry yeah uh, i think the uh theory he was referencing to anyone who reads the webcomic penny arcade i'm not going to say the full name uh gabriel's greater internet f theory normal person plus anonymity plus audience equals someone behaving absolutely ridiculously and i don't mean in a good way no Hmm. which I'm afraid might happen to Heroes of the Storm 2 because it does enable open chat. It's going to take some really heavy moderation to deal with. And this isn't a problem with Blizzard or even with Heroes of the Storm. It's no fault of any publisher, really. It's a free-to-play game where you can make accounts, as many accounts as you want, and if you lose an account that you haven't spent any money on, you you lose absolutely nothing you care about. So getting banned doesn't bother you. You make accounts that you don't care if they get banned and you behave very badly and you go, oh, I was banned. Let me make another account. And you just continue to behave badly over and over and over. That's kind of like uh, how YouTube comments work, too. Sure. It, it, it's Internet culture. It's nothing to do with Here's the Storm, which I'm afraid will very likely happen. But again, my brother is absolutely correct. Has not happened yet. The game is really dependent on um, group cooperation, though. So, is it if it does get to that point? Is it? Do you feel like it's going to make the game unplayable? Uh, it hasn't seemed to do that yet for League of Legends, but it has for a different kind of game uh, or different game. Was it Heroes of New Earth? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it, it was. Self destructed. Uh, the Heroes of New Earth community self destructed because it got too toxic. And it actually caused a mass exodus of players, and the game collapsed uh, because it wasn't getting nearly as much uh, regular buys and ad revenue as it was. But from what I from what I understand, even like even generally default in like League of Legends, if you're doing well in League of Legends, nobody's going to call you out except maybe the other team who calls you lucky and accuses you of getting lucky and stuff like that. Whatever, you're winning. You're not really caring. However, when you start losing in any given time, then people start immediately putting out blame fingers at everyone else kind of thing like that. So if you decide you wanted to avoid pugs, you want to get together a group of friends, how many people do you need and what sort of um, interaction do you need? You don't need any interaction whatsoever if you don't want to. Uh, If all five of you have some understanding of how the game is played, you can totally compete at the low levels or versus uh, what they call bots or AI. Uh, You don't need any communication whatsoever. You don't need vent. It's like doing like a... A five-man dungeon, a heroic, not even current difficulty. I mean, harder ones, like the cataheroics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you could have done – people who knew what they were doing, cataheroics, you didn't need any communication because everybody just already knew their job going in. You know what I mean? Gotcha. <clears throat> Since it's the AI, as long as you knew the fight, you know, you're fine. Yeah. You don't even need it against low-end uh, low brackets either. Like, well, in – Here's the storm, just like any other MOBA that you play. A lot of the game is based around what are called team fights. It's when each team goes against each team. Like in the beginning of the uh, game, you won't necessarily be fighting the other team 5v5 kind of thing. In the early game, at most, it may be get 2v2, 3v3, something small like that. Towards the middle and end, you'll get more 5v5, stuff like that. Just like in WoW, you have a priority thing. Like sometimes you'll be like, oh, I got to kill a healer. Let's take care of the healer. In Here's the storm, it's kind of flipped you want to actually take out the enemy damage dealer before anyone else, just just like you would in like League of Legends or uh, Dota Two. Kind of cripple them. And if you got people that understand, like, oh, this champion does more damage, and oh, everybody, if everybody on your team can, like, even if they don't actually have to type it out, if everybody on your team recognizes the fact that this person does more damage than everyone else, if we kill him, they're crippled. They can't hurt us. Then. You don't really necessarily need friends. It helps it to be easier to be like in a voice chat or something. Be like, oh, the carry's back here, uh, which is the person that deals damage. Kill him first, and then they will not be able to kill us in return. 
so yeah, as he was articulating, a voice chat always helps with any kind of multiplayer game. Absolutely, never going to argue that. We were just saying, for people who know what they're doing in low-end difficulties, both against bots or low-level PvP, as opposed to you know high-end ratings, uh, you really don't need voice chat. You could totally fully function and it be have a reasonable chance to win without a voice chat. All right, so now you guys have been playing um, for a while now. What has been your favorite moment in game so far? It was when I was playing Uther, which was my favorite champion that's when i was playing him and uther i mean like you look at him even in game you can recognize the fact that he's pretty tanky like you can tell he definitely has more health than your uh more damage dealing uh heroes so like i had somebody who was at full health engage me and i was at i want to say i was at three quarters and i went up against him and like for I think we were duking this out for 20 seconds, which 20 seconds for any given fight is long in Heroes of the Storm. Most fights are decided in five, okay. maybe ten. Um, for 20 seconds, we were just hammering at each other. And the thing is, since I since I have heals, not all heroes can heal. I have a heal, so I was able to get my health back up. And he wasn't able to compensate for it, and his health was slowly decreasing while my health maybe roughly got down to half. And eventually he turned tail and fled, whereas I'm still in the middle of the lane at about half health, trying to actually chase him down to see if I can actually kill him. Nice. For me, uh, I'll talk about it more in a second, but I'll mention daily quest. I had a daily quest to play as a Diablo champion, so I decided to play as Diablo. And I was running around. I was pretty tough. Uh, a lot of his character and how he plays is about throwing the enemy around, like actually moving the enemy. Like, picking him up and moving him. Uh, so I was got to level 10. At level 10 in Heroes of the Storm, you learn a new spell. Uh, it's called your ultimate. It's a long cooldown spell that is way stronger than the other spells, but since it has a long cooldown, you can only use it very rarely. Uh, I saw one of his ultimates called Lightning Breath, and anyone who's ever played Diablo will recognize what Lightning Breath is. And I was like, wait, you could just get Lightning Breath? I picked up Lightning Breath, and very shortly thereafter, I had an opportunity where an enemy was attacking me. I activated Lightning Breath and approximately blew his face off. He started <laughs> about half health. I was at three quarters, and I killed him in like three seconds with nice. just this. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I loved how over the top that ability was. Uh, it's it's hard for me to use, hard to aim, but it does absolutely ludicrous amounts of damage. Well, it does seem just a little bit unfair. I mean, there's been, like, what, three whole games just to get rid of Diablo? No other hero has that type of power. <laughs> Staying power, yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of his abilities, his passive, everybody gets a passive ability that's just always there. His passive is if he kills enough people, his resurrection timer gets cut down to two seconds instead of the standard scaling up to over a minute. Ooh. Yeah, so he just goes like, oh, you killed me, I'll be back in about three seconds. Yeah, that's, that reflects the fact that you can't kill him in the games. <laughs> I mean. the, abilities, the abilities seem to reflect the characters that they come from. The games and characters that they are based on. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to about playing this game. Well, right now on the Heroes of the Storm website, you do have the option to opt into the beta, um, which obviously doesn't guarantee your spot, but it does allow you the opportunity to possibly play it before it gets released. Is there a benefit to playing it before the release? Well, with any game that you can play earlier than other people, hey, you can get better at the game before other people can. It's why they make rules in football that you can't start practicing at certain times. True. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, obviously, there's that benefit. Uh, just like with Hearthstone, if you spend real-life money during any point during the beta process before it's considered a live game, you will get a unique item that is a uh, vanity item that does not impact actual gameplay that will never be obtainable any other way. Like with Hearthstone, the golden Mechatorque card. Right. No uh, no one can get ever again. Everybody can get Mechatorque, but you can't get the golden variety any other way. So it's a vanity item for Heroes of the Storm. Is there any like crossover in their incentive? Uh, not that I saw. I definitely, I mean, I definitely haven't had, like, anything from Heroes of the Storm. Like, Hearthstone gave you a mount. I don't know if Heroes of the Storm's gonna do the same. Right. It might, but nothing's been announced yet. That okay. Yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting, is that Hearthstone, I don't think they announced the mount until after it had been released, and it was, it was, mm. a, like, 
Hey, you this are, is this is up and running. You guys play. I think that's true. Yeah, I don't think they announced them. Well, I mean, you, it was cashed. People found out that it was a thing, right? But nobody knew how to get it, and then they then they released the game to the public, and all of a sudden, hey, win five games or however many it was, and then you get them out. Guys, that's been some fantastic information. We appreciate that, as I am sure our listeners do as well. Um. Any kind of final parting thoughts you guys want to share with us? Like, you know, any kind of really epic moments in the game or anything that just really just stands out that you want to pass along to our listeners? Something I find hilarious, uh, the main screen, the game screen, where you go, like, you can click here for options, click here to start a game, click here to talk to your friends, blah, 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 blah. So like, it would be somewhat analogous to character select screen for World of Warcraft. Uh, it. Uh, the background is a big image of Chen Stormstout, who is a significant lore figure in World of Warcraft and would be an appropriate uh, hero for this game. He's not currently in the game at all. Hmm. And yet he's part of the major art. His for, niece is. For, yeah, he's in, she's in there. But he's yeah, not. He's, he's not. Also, I would just be, be like this. like, Don't be afraid to pick up the new game because there is, there is a big... Uh, as my brother put it, there is a barrier. Like, if you've never played a click-to-move kind of game before, like, it takes a, a good bit of learning to do so. And when I started out in League of Legends, like, I was, like, intimidated to all heck because of it. But now I play League of Legends somewhat frequently. I play Heroes of the Storm somewhat frequently. I like them both. I like different aspects of both of them. And I've gotten pretty good at both of them. And they're a lot of fun. It just, you have to learn it. And if you don't want to take time to learn it then it's not going to be fun so give it a shot and give it a chance well folks you heard it here give it a shot give it a chance and um yeah the panda's not in it yet <laughs> and hey kirby why don't you take a little bit of time here to remind folks how to get a hold of you on the big great big wide internet you can follow me on twitter at kerboden or you can talk to me in game i'm on the tanaris us server board side primarily i am dead guy D-E-D-G-U-Y. You can also catch me online. I play a paladin on the Thrall server, US, and the paladin's name is Gallist, G-A-L-Y-S-T. A lot of, a lot of times these days I'm playing a warlock named Transport on the same server. Board side. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for coming on the show and giving us a heads up about Heroes of the Storm. And I'll probably be starting that up pretty soon, so I'll see you in there. Sure thing. You got it. Hey, you want to make a little gold? I got an insider's tip for you. Use the remote auction house to get your new male icon back. So, as I was saying, I've done some killing lately. Went over and killed uh, Moon Fangs uh, during the uh, Dark Moon Fair. Killed some other things. And I ended up getting on the loot table some items that I already had that were unique. So I wasn't able to loot them. So I was like, oh, well, okay, that's cool. What I wanted didn't drop. This drop, but I already have it, so I don't need it. So I just left it there because I couldn't loot it because it's unique. Well, Blizzard, in their infinite wisdom and glorious helpfulness, sent me those items, two of them. One was like a shiny stone, and the other was the uh, the moon paw, moon fang paw, whatever oh. it was, and sent those to me in mail. Now, the first thing I tried to do was like open it. Well, I can't open them because I have one of them. They're unique. So it's stuck in my mail. So I'm like, okay, I'll forward this. And I tried to forward one to you. Well, it forwarded the mail, but not the attachment. Because it's unique. Okay. So you probably have a weird email on one of your tunes from me. (laughs) Okay. It's like here, and it's like nothing attached to it. (laughs) You're like, thanks for it. So I tried to delete it. It won't delete. I can't move it. I can't do anything with it. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? This thing is taking up mailbox space. Now, I use like an easy mail app, like Cosmo Easy Mail or some some add-on for my mailbox. We've talked about it before where I got mad at Blizzard because I wanted to put in the name of what they're sending me from another. Because when I do my little two clicks where you like select all and get all attachments, it would it takes whatever from the twisted nether and throws it in the mail, but it doesn't tell you what it is. You got to go search for okay. it. Okay. Well, now, since I can't do anything with said objects, this easy Cosmo Mail whatever I have chokes. And so I had to select all, and then go find where those little things are and deselect them. And then it, it's like, oh, uh, come on, guys. You're... So I open a ticket. A very helpful Blizzard game master came, and they told me, wait. I said, wait for what? 
wait your 30 days. Wait my 30 days for what? Wait 30 days and those items will disappear from your mailbox. Couldn't you just delete the mail itself? I couldn't delete the you mail itself. You couldn't delete it? You no. couldn't open it or delete it? I couldn't, I, couldn't open, I couldn't open it and see it. I couldn't delete it. Why not? It would give me an error. Oh. You have one, You already have too many. It was airy. And so here I am stuck with these items. It's, it's messing up my mojo, Freck. It's like, disorganized. It really is. And plus, I got, you know, my time is expensive. I know. I want to jump in the game. If I have stuff in my mailbox, I want to select all, get all attachments, move on with my life. Right, right. I don't want to have to find out what I cannot auto-select and auto-download. You ain't got time for that. I ain't. Ain't nobody got time for that. So it occurred to me that these items are also BOE. Why would you want to delete something that's BOE? I don't. Oh. Well, I did because I, it's, I can't get it out of my... Oh, okay. And I can't move okay. it into my... I can't get it out of my mailbox. I can't uh. move it into my bags. It's just... It's, it's annoying. Uh. I don't want 30 days of annoyance. No. No. Nobody wants that. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take these things over to the auction house. I'm going to sell them on the auction house. So I take myself over to Ogremar, because that's where I, I like to you know go. And the, over there in the touring section. Uh-huh. That's where it's like, your place. It's my place. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to sell them. Can't sell them. Because I can't get them out of my mailbox, Freckle. Well, what about the one that was already in your bag? It wasn't in my bag. Where was it? In my mailbox. Oh, you mean the one that I had in my you bag? The one that's causing the conflict. Yeah, no, I ain't going to take time for that. <laughs> okay. I am that would have been the first thing no, I would have no, done. No, no, no. I am not going to go to my bank and delete and something then go- and, and sell something. No, I've already equipped that. Oh, so when f- it's soulbound. Yeah. I can't okay. sell that. I can't put okay. it on the auction house. Oh, you can't. No. I didn't think about it, but now it makes perfect sense to me. But at the time, no. I got gotcha. you. You with me? I'm with you. All right. So, later on during one of my uh, flipping episodes, when I go through and I look for stuff to flip on the auction house, I'm like, I wonder what else I got to sell. And I hit, you know, sell. And if you're on the remote auction house using the mobile armory and you go through your sell tab... It also includes things from your mail box. Yes, it does. And lo and behold, there's the paw, there's the stone. I'm like, look, there's the paw and the stone. Uh-huh. <gasps> I put them up in the auction house. They're out of my inbox. So you the other thing. I get I get mail like a lot because I'll buy, I right, flip stuff right. all the time. And But in game, I wasn't getting my little new mail icon because I still had stuff in my mailbox. Ah. Right? And now I, now I don't know if I have mail. Now i got to go check. On the off chance that there is mail, I don't like that. I like to know if I got mail. But using remote auction house, I was able to take that paw and the stone or whatever it was, the pebble, whatever, whatever it was, and put them on the auction house and sell them, getting them out of my mailbox. Because it combines the mail and the bank. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Yes, it does. Yeah. Which I like about that, too, because when you're flipping stuff, especially with the remote auction house, you flip stuff, it, it doesn't go to your bank, it goes to your mail. Right. And so when I buy stuff to relist it, it's in my mail first on the remote auction or anywhere. But with the remote auction house, you buy it, it's in your mail, you relist it, you put it back up there. Very quick. So that was able to, you know, that saved me a, a lot of frustration. I did not want 30 days of frustration. No. I didn't sign up for that. No. But... If this thing doesn't sell, it's going to come back in your mail. Well, one of them already sold. Okay. So I don't know about the other one yet. I'm not going to check right now. Okay. I will hold off. Hold off. But there's your tip. You know, if you got something stuck in your mailbox that you can't get because it's unique, if it's BOE, you just use Remote Auction House and sell it. Yeah, this seems like something the GM could have told you or should have told you. Because, like, deleting something, you would have lost out on the money that you were going to get from selling it. You just told me to wait 30 days. Wait. Which is the same as deleting it. Yeah, it just auto-deletes it. Right. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You're missing the money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they don't sell for a lot, but, you know. Well. Still. Something. It's something. But there, yeah, that's your tip. That's your auction house tip of the week. In gaming headlines this week. Updates to in-app charges. Freck, we have talked about this before, um, not quite ad nauseum, but we've talked about it a lot. Uh, Broadway Blues has mentioned it in his show. We've talked about it here. Uh, when you have an app on your phone or your iPad or whatever device you have that that allows for in-app purchases, people got all in a tiffy because their kids were buying stuff, spending thousands of dollars and bankrupting them to buy 
gems in a game or coins or whatever they're buying. Or pumpkins. Yes. Or lives in Candy Crush. Okay. Okay. Exactly. And so there were some lawsuits that went around on this thing, you know, trying to sue, not paying, getting stuff. Res- it's It's been a mess. Well, now, here in the United States, the FTC, or the Federal Trade Commission, has filed suit against Amazon. The big one. They're alleging that a company illegally billed parents for millions of dollars in unauthorized in-app charges made by children throughout mobile devices. The complaint asked the courts to force Amazon to refund the money, millions of dollars, to those customers who spent it. Some of the parents' bills totaled over hundreds of dollars, with some virtual goods costing as much as $99.99. Now, back in 2011, when Amazon launched in-app purchases, they did not require password requirements for the purchases. So they allowed these kids to buy without any kind of restraint, and now the FTC is saying all that money's got to be refunded because there was no protection against this happening. Now, talking about the other big players, Google. Google, on this same token, not being sued by the FTC, but they this week have agreed to add protections around games and app purposes to ensure that children won't rack up those unwanted charges. This is starting over in Europe. Uh, the European Commission has been investigating an ongoing issue about these unwanted in-app purchases. Google said by the end of September they will cease to advertise games as free when they include in-app purchases, and that will also require payment verification before each purchase so you know right now if you go into the google play store and you want to buy a game or get a game it's like free right sure that's always like it should have a star on it you know i know it underneath it it says game comes with in-app purchases i know when you click on free it comes up with all these permissions and all these requests that it's doing but really people don't read that i looked at one the other day that was uh supposed to be something with the camera and it wanted to know the status of my phone and read my sms and i'm like no it's a camera app so I did not get it. So now Google's going to come and say, okay, we're no longer going to call those free. I don't know what they're going to call it. It's going to be interesting. What do you think they're going to call it? Freemium? Maybe. Hmm. We'll see. Know. We'll see what they call that one. Because right now it's like purchase or free. So we'll see. Pretty much. We'll see what they do with that. And, of course, rounding out the top three of Amazon, Google, Apple had this to say. They have agreed to make changes, but they have not agreed to any specific actions or timeline. They claim that they're doing more than others to protect consumers from in-app purchases, pointing specifically to the upcoming iOS 8 feature, Ask to Buy, which prevents children from making purchases and instead allows them to send that purchase to a parent for approval. So Apple on this thing is going like, yeah, 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 we know. Well, right. we're doing more than everybody else. And hey, look over here and what's coming down the road. We're not saying what, we're not saying when, but we are going to have this. Hey, why don't you ask your parents if you can buy this? Which reminds me of the old like television commercials. And this might be dating. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they would be on late at night. It'd be some cool little thing that they're selling. You're like, oh man, I really like that. And it's like, parents, ask your kids permission and then call 1-800-blah-blah-blah to get your DVD copies. You've not seen those, huh? No. It was always, kids, ask your parents permission. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, you know, and then they ask you that on the phone, because I called one once when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, it was was for Knight Rider Blueprints. Okay. Yeah, for Knight Rider Kit. Yeah. Yeah, the original kit blueprints for Kit. And you could call and kid them. It's like, ask your parents permission. I'm like, yeah, right. And then I called. You're like, how old are you? And I told them I was like 12. And they're like, do you have your parents permission? I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, sure. And they're like, okay. It, was, it might have been like nine bucks. And I had my parents' credit card and gave me the information. And, and like How much six trouble did you get in? No, none whatsoever. Really? It was like six to eight weeks later, the whole thing showed up, and I was like super stoked. But for like six to eight weeks, every I for some reason thought I was going to show up the next day. Like Amazon, you know, Prime. <laughs> now, two days, you know. Reminds me of that Calvin and Hobbes strip when he mails off all his... Uh, all his cereal uh, box tops for that beanie hat. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing. Six to eight weeks and like every single day he's like by the mailbox. That's what it is. You do. Yeah. You know, you're coming home from school. You're like, are the Knight Rider kit blueprints in <laughs> And then they showed up. And I was so disappointed because they had folded the blueprints, which I, you know, blueprints are folded, but I wanted it like pristine, big on the wall. Right. And it had crease marks in it. I was a little disappointed. 
But it was so cool. I had a lot of really cool information on it. I could build my own kit if I wanted to. Outside of, you know, not knowing anything about building a car <laughs> and artificial intelligence and anything else. See, my biggest issue with these uh, free, quote, free-to-play games is the value of what you're getting is terrible. They inflate the prices ridiculously. So I'll give you an example. I was playing this game called um, Zoo Story on my Android. It's a very simplistic game. You had, you know, this kind of like 2D zoo laid out and you had these plots and you would put down a plot and you'd put down elephants. You'd buy an elephant, put it down. You'd buy its mate and then you'd say, okay, you guys breed and have a, you know, make a baby elephant. That would take some time. And then you would mix an elephant with another type of animal, then you make a third kind. Whoa. Okay, so there's all this playing of the breeding of different types of animals. So the problem is, is like you would start and you go through the process and you try to figure out which combination to make what animal. And then you get there and be like, oh, if you want to do this, that's going to cost you 50 gems. Well, how much is 50 gems? Nineteen. bucks. I was say nineteen <laughs> Something like that. Um, it'd be somebody six bucks like, well, uh, I can't. And then it would, but then you need that as a base to make other combinations that require additional gems. What's the purpose of this game? You're trying to make it like an abomination? Something like that. You're just trying to make like a zoo, you know, freak, with more. Freak zoo? Like people showing up going, what kind of, how did you get an <laughs> elephant and a possum? What is that thing? Well, it doesn't really matter. And then there's some kind of unique animals that, that the only way you could get them was just to buy them outright. One of them was $20. Now, mind you, this is $20 for an item in the game that all it is is just like a little plot and you got like four little cartoon animals that just sit there and do some minor um, like swaying animations. And that is it. You can't play with the pandas. You can't do anything. They're just like, it's $20 for one part of the game. They're panda bears? It doesn't matter. They're trying to cash in on World of Warcraft, aren't they? So I had, I think I've done the math at one point and realized, like, if I actually wanted to unlock everything in the game, it would have cost me more than $500. Whoa. For this little two-dimensional game that you play on the phone, okay? Ridiculous amount. Like, if they had the option to, like, pay, I don't know, $10, maybe 15 to unlock everything in the game... I would have paid it. Oh, sure. But instead, they they charge these ridiculous prices and give you so little in return, it makes it not worth it. It's the same thing with this monster game that I've been playing on the iPad. I've been talking about this, the My Singing Monsters. Yeah. It's really fun, but it's got the same thing of uh, you know, breeding different monster combinations and the monsters all sing a different part of a song for each island. But it's so gated, like you log in the game, there's nothing to do except click on each monster and gather money. And then you come back an hour later, do the same thing. And then eventually you get enough money to upgrade, um, to make the islands bigger, to, you know, get more monsters, things like that. So I'm sitting there and I was like, man, I want to upgrade this thing now. I don't have enough money. How much do I have to spend to be able to upgrade this thing now instead of like, you know, coming back here and checking this thing every hour? $25 is basically what it come out to. Wow! Just to say, this one thing they want to upgrade to do it to get it now instead of Thursday, I can pay twenty five dollars for. Thursday ain't that far away. It's not. Thursday ain't twenty five dollars away. It's really not. And it's it's the thing is like when I first started, I liked the game, so I spent I think two dollars on it, get a little boost to start out with. But it gets to the point where the the price point for unlocking everything is ridiculous. It's impossible to unlock everything. You're basically they are relying on you just to get impatient just to go on a whim and like purchase something without actually giving you value of what you're getting you know i'm at the point now where i'd rather pay between you know dollar five dollars for a game on the marketplace or on uh the app the itunes store and get something that does not have in-app purchases that's just a complete game that i purchase and i have it than to play something that's quote free and it's always bothering you to spend money, and if you give in, you are basically just you know flushing your money down the toilet. Right, you're done with the game. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. So they the FTC can they can go after Amazon, they can go after Google and Apple all they want to, 
But the source of the problem is just the volume of games that rely on this horrible pricing structure. And they're not giving you quality games for what you're getting. They're designed to make you want to buy stuff on impulse and giving you very, very little return for your purchases. Well, the bigger argument there is that they're just catering to society. You know, we're True. we're an instant a la carte society now. Not to get too deep into this, but we all want stuff. Amazon Prime is a perfect example. You pay over a hundred dollars a year to make sure you get two day shipping and and certain discounts and other stuff, and they fluff it and everything else. But well, but if you took the a similar thing. If you were to make the comparison, it would be like Amazon being like, hey, you can pay us an extra 100 bucks and get that tomorrow instead of in two weeks. Yeah, they do that too. And we're doing that for every single item. Yeah, they do. 100 bucks. Well, not 100 bucks, but... That's what it comes down to. That's These games, the way they charge, that's the comparable rate. Yeah, we tried to order a printer the other day and needed it like uh, very fast. Uh-huh. And one company, not Amazon, but another company that we were looking at, uh, shipping was going to be $600. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we're just <laughs> like, nah, it's okay. Uh, yeah. And the other person's, uh, the same printer, mm-hmm. the same shipping was included. Wow. And the same, the, the price of the printer were, was argued, I think they're like a hundred bucks difference between the two of them, their yeah. price points. But they're almost like, yeah, we got it. We got it. We got your shipping. So, but that, the society we live in now is we want it. We want it now. Now you've already hit on it. It's like 25 bucks. You go, wow. Okay. It's my time worth 25 bucks. If I get that now. And more people come to my zoo, and I can make more in-game money in here. You know, so I don't know the statistics. I don't know how many people actually give in to that. It gotta be. There has to be some people giving in, but I look at it and I go like, "There's no way I'm going to spend any money in this game now because I'm at the point where if I'm going to spend any money, it would have to be a significant amount because I'm high enough level. Like it'd have to be like fifty bucks, and then it would be you know." Just a minor increase in convenience. I was going to try to make the correlation between uh, these type of micropayments and World of Warcraft, maybe the the pets or mounts, but that's not that's not the case. It is the case with the Instant Ninety, though. Yeah. But we're talking what sixty bucks? True. Instant Ninety. Yeah. Plus, well, see what I do is I always level up, and then I go from as soon as I get like what is it? As soon as you get the professions at a certain point. Or you get your character at a certain level, then you can boost up to ninety, get those professions maxed out too. Um, but you know, it's it's again, it's catering to that instant society we live in. So who's next? And I think this is a big page for Blizzard to take because they've got there's nothing. If my if if my son has Battle.net net access, which you know, if he had the game, he would. Right. Which means I would have a credit card on there. And I know we've talked about the checks you can do and everything else, but. Like I, I bought that uh, Warforged mount thing. Was that thirty bucks, fifty? What was 30. that? Thirty. See, I don't even remember. I just like that looks cool. Buy now, and now <laughs> I have it. I'm like, okay, got that. And you know, the Mrs. Roots like, hey, did WoW go up this month or something? <laughs> no, I got a cool mount though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. But if my son did that, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I get the mounts. No I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah. you know, I'm, it's one of those. It's a storm that I'm watching develop, and I'm watching it. It's just now it's, it's starting to build enough strength. You get the three big players in there. Once this starts hitting, it's there's fallout. There's going to be fallout because if Apple or uh, Amazon, Apple and Google, if they start getting hit. They're going to turn right over, and they're going to start hitting the developers. And That's it, true. And you will see a yeah. shift in how people do this. So <sighs> it's one of those things. I'm not a big fan of it. I rarely buy stuff in in app purchases. Like I keep advertisements on. That's fine. If, you, if that's how you want to make your money, if it's not an intrusive pop up ad, fine. Mm-hmm. Not going to make any noise. It's not going to distract from my game. Fine, keep it. See, I'm 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 thoughtful about in app purchases. If I start playing a game and I if I feel like I really appreciate the amount of time and effort that was put into this game that can justify throwing a few bucks their way. Like, there are certain games where you can spend 5 or $10 and get a really good value for that. Okay. And that was like, okay, I'll do that. You know, or this, uh, this, this Dots game. Ooh, I, yeah, people love know, that one. It's like, what, $2, I think, to unlock a couple different modes and to turn off ads. Sure, that's entertained me enough. The one thing I will do is if I have the option, if it's a, a product that I use a lot, and uh, the author said, "Hey, you know, if you just want to pay us this one fee to turn off ads, one flat, you know, fee," I've done that. Right. Um, 
but only in a couple of them. Like yeah. one I have right now because I'm still evaluating. It's an application. It's not a game, and I'm, I'm evaluating it against another application to see which one I kind of like better. And one of them I already have the full version of. I already paid for it. So that's a lot of the hesitation. So I've already got the full version of App A. App B, I have the free version, which comes with advertising. But the advertising is not too intrusive, so it doesn't really bother me. Right. So The only other time I've paid to turn off the ads is a Chomp SMS, which is yeah, yeah, text yeah. messaging app. Because I, I communicate primarily through text. Yeah, that's what I paid full on, too. And it's so customizable. And there's I'm part of a text message list is then I get these blasts that aren't directed at me. I'm just part of the list. Yeah, someone got your own number. And they can come anytime between 5 in the morning to 2 a.m. And do I want my phone to be going off every time that I get those? No, I don't. But this app lets me customize that. So that text from that particular sender don't notify me the same way. Right. You know, yep. and it's like that to me, that is worth it. Not getting woke up in the middle of the night for something that doesn't really concern me. Yep. And see, ironically, I use Chomp SMS for the exact opposite reason. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually have, uh, because I have things that notify me, like if we have a server outage at work or something happens at work, I need to be woken up in the middle of the night to know that something's <laughs> going on. My last phone, I used an app called Beacon which was really cool. And instead of making noise, it would flash the LED. Oh. Like the flashlight part of your, you know, you like the flash on the uh-huh. back of your phone. It would flash that like strobe style, which, which would then get my attention like, what is going on? And it, would, it was less jarring to wake me up. Oh, okay. So, but now I don't nice. have that anymore and I'm uh-huh. using it. Just, I play at night, I have a different tone than I do uh-huh. the other day. So it's cool. But you know, we kind of digressed a little bit there. In-app purchases, the storm is still brewing, folks. So just be careful. If you have kids... Or if you don't trust yourself, just be careful on what you're going to buy inside of a game as they come around. Well, we've reached the end of another fine episode of HearthCast, episode number 227. I'm going to give a special thanks to Galley and Dead Guy for stopping by tonight and sharing their knowledge about Heroes of the Storm. And looking forward, as always, if you'd like to play a round of HearthCast AOE, just let us know. We need about 20 minutes of your time between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on any given Monday. And remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win. I want to give a very special thank you to all of our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitter. Big uh, shout out to all those who attend the Orlando World Warcraft meetup. We're having a lot of fun with that. We're continuing to grow that group, and we always enjoy seeing people come out and hang out for a couple hours with us. And as we close this show, we want to thank all of you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to OpenRead for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com. Are you dropping my brother at the dunk tank? Wrong show. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not confusing any crickets. Nobody believes you, Freckle. Nobody ever believes you.